And welcome back, baseball fans, as we start the fifth inning of this game. We're all knotted up 3-3, three to three, and I know the feeling. Jackson was chased in the last inning. A new pitcher, the left-hander Muldoon, is in from the bullpen now as McElby comes to the plate. And I am putting the plate down as I'm starting to feel some cramping in my stomach from the chili cheese fries I ate during the break. Low and inside by the big southpaw. One ball and no strikes now on McElby. That is not the first time the chili cheese fries have gotten to me. Jackson asks for a new baseball and the umpire tosses him one. Those fries have more oil in them than an OPEC nation. Here comes the next pitch to McElby and Oklahoma, it is as high as an elephant's eye for ball two. Not that a side of fries is my biggest problem. Something is going on at my house and my wife thinks I don't know about it. Ball three, and that was so far in the dirt, it should have been in a coffin. As the catcher trots out to the mound now to calm Jackson down. Meanwhile, the word around the neighborhood is that the guy from the dairy, the milkman, has been spending an awful lot of time at my house even though we haven't had milk delivered there in 10 years. Jackson ready to throw, bases loaded, no place to put McElby. I'll bet the milkman is over at the house right now. And the 3-0 pitch, and oh boy, that one was wild. Jackson loses McElby. The run comes in. I'm being played for a sucker. Jackson gets the hook. I'm going to get some antacids, so stay with us while I make a call to the house. It's four to three. And now this word from Ballpark Chili Cheese Fries. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Please. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand. Thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band. Check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand? And then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world. Cause this old man is going to town. I know, I gotta get this over with. Jeez, who now? Well, uh, the wonderful John Prine, mm. who was a songwriter principally, he performed as well. He, he's one of those guys that never did his own songs as well as other people did them. Kind of like Bob Dylan, you know, he, who's a magnificent songwriter, but it's, other people kind of do his music better than he does. John yeah. Prine was kind of like that. And this is one of my favorite songs from his canon. It's just beautiful. Make me an angel that flies from Montgomery. Make me a poster of an old rodeo. Just give me one thing I can hold on to. To believe in this living is just a... 
That's Bonnie yeah. Raitt performing yeah, Angel from Montgomery. But he had lots of other great songs, and he died uh, just the other day of coronavirus. He was only in his early 70s, mm. and this just keeps happening. Yeah. I hadn't heard of him. Um, I saw it blow up on Twitter that he had passed away, and I'm so surprised because I texted you, and I, I how have I not heard of him? How have I not heard of well, him? Well, he never had a hit song of his own. He wouldn't be right. like uh, you, somebody that you'd go out so, and buy his records because you, yeah, because he wasn't kind of in the public uh, general atmosphere as much as yeah. other people. But he was great. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, you shared that song. That is such a pretty song. I have never heard that song either. So, thank you. That was a bright spot in a really crappy, shitty week. There, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Week? I said shitty week. You can't say yeah. week. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other guy. Gosh. One other guy that I wanted to mention. Uh, there, there have been other passings of very well-known character actor. Even if you don't know who his name, you you would recognize him from movies. Alan Garfield died also in his seventies. Oh, uh, you know, in countless movies, and um, a uh, another coronavirus victim, Tom Dempsey, who was seventy-three. And he was Boxer? a he, no, he was a football kicker. He was a field goal kicker, uh, and uh, he set at the time a sixty-three yard record. At the time, he kicked the ball sixty. Will it try to kick the longest field goal in National League history? They're sending him on with two seconds left. Scarpetti will hold. Here's a snap. The ball is down. Dipsy kicks. It's on the way. Is that a lot? That that's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't even think I know what a yard is. Isn't that like three feet? Three or something? feet. Yeah. So, so sixty yeah, of those. You can do the math what? on that. It's well, I it's one hundred and eighty plus feet. I mean, he kicked. That's it. a long way. The story is that people, you know, the other team was standing on the sidelines, kind of. <laughs> what a dork! <laughs> he can't make a sixty-three yard field goal. We got this game done. We're we mm-hmm. what? He what? And he not only did he kick that field goal, but this is a guy who lost uh, the toes of his kicking foot when he was a kid. <gasps> what? So they had him special. Let me guess. Let me guess. Frostbite. I don't know what it was. Or uh, a dog ate him off. <laughs> no, I think it was a childhood uh, illness, or maybe he was even born with part of his foot oh, missing. Oh, wow. So, That's insane. So of all things, he decides, and when he's a kid, I'm going to become a kicker. Maybe because you he couldn't kick, run very well. You don't kick with your toes anyway. You kick with the don't you kick with the side of your foot, like. Well, they do now. You know what I mean? They, they, they soccer kind of style kicking is very in now. But back in his day, you just kicked straight out with your the oh. front of your foot, and um, and he did. They he had a special shoe made that would compensate for where his toes didn't exist, and then yeah. later the NFL and their magnificent glory decided that you can't do that man uh, oh really yeah. you have to have toes to be a kicker yeah apparently or tom dempsey later later said okay well yeah. you why don't you try doing it uh with no toes and see how that works out wow. for you nfl but uh that's fascinating he, he was great and then that's another of my favorite all-time baseball players al kaline also passed away i do not believe it was coronavirus but he played for the Detroit Tigers. Great player, not flashy like Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays. So you probably never heard of him. But he's in the Hall of Fame, and he was he was great. There's a drive into right center, a base hit for Kaline, a run in. There's another one coming. 
and the Tigers have taken the lead. Let me ask you this, because uh, we're in, you know, I mean, I don't know what week we're in now of of coronavirus self-isolation, and I mean, things haven't really changed much. So let me ask you this, okay. because I, I don't, I'm not keeping up really with what's happening in the news. And we're a few weeks into this self-isolation thing, and people can't go do stuff, yeah. which I, I put together a list of stuff that I realized how much we rely on that we can't go do right now. But I'm curious about the sports world. Isn't it spring training right now, or isn't baseball? We're in April right now, as you and I are taping this. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, what's happening with all that stuff? Nothing. Are they still playing? No, no. They. Well, why not? Uh, well, what do you mean, why not? Well, uh, you could still go to the stadium. Well, no, I'm trying to think of sports that you don't touch other people. So football would be out definitely. Yeah, football's out. <laughs> There's Hockey's a lot of touching out. there. Um, basketball, <laughs> basketball is out. Lots of touching there. Yeah, but but I why mean, why not it, tennis? You could play tennis and wear gloves. Yeah, you know. Well, you could, but but uh, why would uh, I mean? The idea of sports is that they are attended by people. They're they're crowds. They're our fans gathered around, and that's it, not. The it would idea be of odd of, to have a sport being played with no audience there. That'd just be weird. Well. Is there are their egos that big? They have to have an audience there while they play. The essence of sports is that it's a live performance of of a certain kind, and yeah, you could you could. Uh, I remember the the movie. I think it was called Rollerball or one of those. That was uh-huh. that wasn't the one I'm thinking of, but that that was the idea. Everybody watched a sport on TV. Nobody was actually there uh, in the oh. in the stadium. Uh, it just it, it it just wouldn't be the same. I mean, I, I, I love watching sports on TV, but the idea that there's a crowd there cheering plays and exhorting players and getting excited, I mean, that's just part of the so, any game. So how does this then affect all the awards seasons? I'm not saying that, right? It's not awards seasons for you sports people. But, like, for baseball, is that going to move the World Series, which, which happens in October? Is that going to move that all you know what I mean? Is that are they going to have the World Series on Christmas? <laughs> I mean, Who knows? What are they going to do? Uh, the other day, I heard that uh, in the Major League Baseball, people are th- thinking about moving all of baseball to Arizona, and they would play the, all the games in Arizona at whatever point this thing picks back up. But Why? what would be happening right now? Spring training would be well over with, and we would be in the regular. We'd probably be about three weeks into the regular season by now. So it's. Um, it's uh, what's why Arizona? What's so special about Arizona? Well, the weather's conducive uh, until you get into July, of course, and then it's stultifying. But they have yeah. they have ballparks there for spring training ballparks, uh, and so you've got stadiums that were that you could accommodate a few people, not as many as a major league ballpark. It's just something they're talking about. They're trying to save the season. I have a friend that yeah, works. I, think they can. I have a friend that works for. Uh, the network, the local Seattle network that carries the Mariners game, games, and it it is, it is really <laughs> why they exist. It, without the Mariners, there really are no other sports on this particular network. It's a cable network, um, mm-hmm. and he said he told me frankly, and I, I don't think I'm giving anything away. Uh, he said last year, last season, and he's just one salesman there. He said last season at this time I was billing four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in advertising. Wow. 
uh, right now it's four thousand dollars, and they're yeah. they're and, and advertisers are starting to bail out. Uh, well, because there's no audience. Yeah. That's the point of advertising is to have sure. people to buy your goods and services. And if you can't tell them about it, then yeah, I'm. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I've read that TV spending data from the past uh, indicates that advertisers should continue advertising when yeah. times are down because they exactly. keep you keep your name out there. But that isn't just the way people think. They think, well, yeah. if nobody's watching, I'm getting out of there. Uh, yeah. McDonald's, Burger King, KFC, Sonic, they are still on the air doing ads. But mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings, for example, which is a staple of March Madness, which is the college basketball oh. stuff, they, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. They are not even on the air now. Uh, advertisers like United, Delta, Hilton, Marriott have disappeared, along with most other travel. But Red mm-hmm. Roof Inns lost a, uh, launched a promotion on the 1st of April, yes, April Fool's Day, <laughs> but Red Roof Inn said they were offering their rooms as remote working spaces from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. for 29 bucks. What a great idea. God, that is such a great idea because yeah. it is, I'm telling you, you got to have a change of scenery once in a while. Right. And when your house is your office and it's your house and it's your school and it's your workout area yeah. and it's your, it's like, God, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I had, uh, I had the, my, the, thankfully the lawnmower guys came the other day and I, I was kind of. I almost I pressed myself up against the glass and I was just looking out wistfully <laughs> at the lawnmower guy going, "Hi, I wish I could hug you." And he's really dirty, but I still wanted to just go out and <laughs> and hug him because I'm missing that human touch thing. That's the isn't weird that thing. true? Isn't that true? But anyway, I didn't mean to get off on that. No, channel, you're but. right though. That that is what it's all about. We, uh, as you know, you've so been to our house a couple of times and we have uh, people. We're very close to a bicycle and walking trail. Yeah. And and more people are stopping and just chit-chatting because it's, it's a part of a human yeah. need. Yep. It's I like air. That. You have to have it. Yeah, I ran. I did when they first got there. I ran out. They had masks on, and I ran out. And, they looked up and I'm like, hi, how are you? And they're like, okay, we're good. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, bye now. Bye, weird lady. I just, I just, exactly. They just probably thought it was just very strange. No, I don't but... think anybody thinks you're strange in this time. Everybody gets it. I really think that. Uh, one other thing about that advertising deal, uh, as many as 44% of consumers recently bought something new because they couldn't find what they wanted. And for example... People are trying pita bread rather than tortillas. They're trying mm. veggie spaghetti, Dawn spray dish liquid, and gold metal over store brand flour. All of them liking what they tried. Another person bought Frosted Flakes saying, it's an old childhood favorite. I've long yeah. forgotten. Comfort comfort food, right? Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. even, uh, even Frosted Flakes is a comfort food. Hi, come on and meet my pal, Clark Kent. The star of Superman. You know, there's something mighty interesting going on around my town. Every place I go, I see that favorite new cereal of mine. Kellogg Sugar Frosted Flakes. Look. You just can't be Superman, and that's all there is to it. Why not? 
Well, for one thing, you're a girl. And that's not much of a reason. Well, I know something you can do that Superman will sure like. Why? You can add some more Kellogg Sugar Frosted Flakes. Superman says they're the best. I like them the best, too. Hey, I know. Since you like Sugar Frosted Flakes, you can be Supergirl. <laughs> you see? Kids may argue, but never about Kellogg Sugar Frosted Flakes. This is the new cereal kids all agree is the best-tasting cereal ever. Tony, tell the folks how Frosted Flakes taste. Great! New Flakes, Frosted Flakes, Kellogg Sugar Frosted Flakes. Yeah, I ventured out to the store um, yesterday, and the, the gal said... Uh, you know, things that were not available on the shelves anymore, like you just mentioned. Yeah. But I said, what are you, what are you noticing other than toilet paper? And she said, well, actually, the toilet paper thing has slowed down a bit. I think people are less panicked. And they're restricting everybody to one. Right. Like, you can only buy one bar of soap. You can only buy one thing of toilet paper, one thing of Kleenex, one thing of blah, blah, blah. And she said, surprisingly, it's flour. Flour is flying off the shelves because people are home and they're making bread. Yeah. Well, you know what you can't buy, though? You can get flour for the most part, but you cannot buy yeast. It is off the That's shelf. That's what she said. Yeah. yeah, she said flour and yeast have just gone. It's like, how crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the problem with everybody staying home and cooking. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to have a bunch of big fatties in, in a couple of months here. If everybody stays home and eats bread and drinks wine, <laughs> I know. that's going to be I know. that's going to be bad. They call it Patsy from Tennessee. She holds ten sweeties upon her knee. When she does all the fun begin to play, play tennis on her double chin. So boy, they got a detour. They call it Tutan Tessie. Tutan Tessie from Nashville, Tennessee. Here's the other thing I think is going to happen, and, I, and this is not as positive a thing to say. What? I think we're going to have a, a deluge of divorces when this is over. <laughs> People that had were forced to I live I don't mean together. to laugh. I don't mean to laugh, but you're right. My next-door neighbor wants to kill her family. <laughs> she basically wants to kill them. And I love her and they're they're such a great family and and but she's like, I can't take it. I cannot take it. I can't even get away from them. And we talked about this on the last episode. That's the opposite problem that people like me who live alone who would give anything to be fighting with a family member right now. But we can't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's no, the downside right. is right. you can't get away from your you're the people that are driving you bananas. Yeah, they were already driving you bananas, and now you're forced to be with them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Divorces you will heard? be up. Uh, you know, during blackouts and power outages and things, yeah. they suddenly see a spike nine months later in pregnancies and things. I'm not so sure that will happen this time. But, yeah, look for either divorces or people that will be completely estranged will never speak to anyone again <laughs> once they can leave and yeah yeah farewell once you can leave they're just going to keep going i'm out i'm gone i'm leaving i'm yeah. getting in the car i'm going hey here's something else that's happening uh, that i read about um a uh, there's a uh, diversion a movie surge of course at, at netflix and stuff but they're also um as a revival of drive-in movies. Have you read about that? 
Oh, I'm so, I have not, but I, somebody said they should bring drive-ins back because we still want to go to the movie. What a brilliant idea. You can stay I in your own this. car. You don't have yes. to interact with anybody. And uh, it, it, the go out to the lobby thing, of course, isn't isn't part, but you can bring your own food bring in Bring your there. own stuff. You, yeah, you bring a cooler full of fried chicken and liquor and you're set, man. Still plenty of time to come and be served at the refreshment center before showtime. Show starts in three minutes. Your attention, please. All new Hotshot electric in-car heaters have been installed for your comfort and convenience. Just insert heater through car window and turn on the switch. When leaving, please turn switch off and replace on speaker post. Warning, high voltage. Show starts in one minute. Some of these movie places require ticket takers to wear gloves. And they're introducing phone-only popcorn and snack orders, all delivered by the staff to your car. That's so great. Yeah, I it love is great. that. Where are these places? I don't even. I thought they shut down. I mean, they had to build them pretty quick. Or are these just old dead drive-ins that never nothing happened to them, and they just went and spruced them up in the last month, and now they're ready to go? Yeah. Or did they build well, them, or what? They're not ubiquitous, but uh, and I don't know that they're starting up new ones, but. There are a few that still exist. One of our ah. longtime listeners, Arthur, is, is into drive-in movies. He got a whole website, or at least he did, about yeah. the drive-in movies' uh, history and where they exist still. And I have a lot of memories, maybe you do too, of going to drive-in movies with uh-huh. our, my parents. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. Oh, no, with my parents. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and then like tw- 25 people get out of the trunk. Of your car once you get in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was a little. That's wrong, but yeah, we did it. Terribly, so. terribly yes. wrong. But man, movies cost so little back then. I mean, the fact that we even put twenty-five people in the trunk when it only cost you three dollars to get in seems sort of silly. Well, that was the first time I ever made out was at a drive-in movie. <laughs> that, that was not the first time I'd ever made out, but it certainly wasn't the last it time I for made me. out either. But, and, and, um, and, but we didn't go all the way. Uh, I'll just tell you that. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I love that, though. I think that's really, really cool. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to see if there's a drive-in theater around here. Yeah, That'd be fun. There might be. There was a great one in Linwood. We used to take our kids to it when they were very tiny. And then we get out of the car, of course, and we lean across the naturally made, uh, uh, you know, chaise the lounge hump. of the, of the uh, the windshield. The so hump. You, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sit on the hood of your car and lay against the windshield and watch That's, the movies. That was always so fun because people forget that they had humps, so that your car, so you drive between the humps to find your spot and then you you will pull your your wheels up onto the hump um like a speed bump so that your car was angled at the right 
angle f- to see the whole screen because if you were flat you wouldn't see the top of the screen right right but right. remember they had they had a, a always had a kids play area because you usually got there before the sun went down yep there would be like, a swing right set dusk, and things like be a that swing up. set yeah. right in the front and they'd play cartoons and all sorts of stuff and it was just so magical that was a the, the, i just remember those summer nights of oh. doing of going to the dry i know isn't I know. it makes you smile Tree. Swaying in the summer breeze, Kids today have no idea what we're talking no, about, but it was so it's magical. So cool. We didn't so, have VHS so cool. machines and uh, that kind of stuff then. Yeah, um, exactly. One other thing that uh, is happening uh, to a great extent, and we we know that the internet use is is really crazy right now, but. People are making phone calls like never before. These phone companies are just seeing an enormous uptick in people just calling each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like I said, I think on our last podcast, I feel desperate to contact people I haven't talked to in years. And, and what's that about for you? Are, do you think you're going to croak next week, or what's what is that? Well, it could be. I, I don't know what it is. There is a psychology there for sure, but it, yeah. it's in an instinct nonetheless. And yesterday, I got three phone calls in a row, and I thought, geez, I never get phone calls. Who's calling me? So I'd see these calls from people, like, uh-oh, something ha- bad's happening. And oh, I, yeah. I pick yeah. up the phone and say, oh, no, I'm just calling to see how you're doing. That's all. Oh, yeah. And so That's so nice. It is. Why don't we do that all the time? Why do we have to because we're have a pandemic? <gasps> well, we're so busy with our lives. And I think I'll yeah. I'll get around to it. I can't. I don't want to call that guy because he always stays on the line too long. I don't yeah. want to talk to him. And well, I'll, yeah. I'll call him back, and then you don't. Uh, I think it's a great, I think you bring up a great point that, not that this is an excuse, but it is a great excuse to connect with people that otherwise would be weird, right? Like, like if that person had just called you out of the blue and just said, hey, I was just thinking about you, you'd be like, okay, you're weird. That's weird. This is an Amway thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's just weird. And, but, but because people are saying, I just, I just want to see if you're okay. It's a great excuse to connect with people. Not that you know, the excuse isn't the right word, but it's a much easier yeah. uh, way to sort of uh, bridge that gap if you haven't talked to somebody. Because that can be an awkward thing, too, when you're like, well, gee, you know, I haven't talked to you in four years. What's, What's up, your man? problem? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's a kind of an interesting way to connect with people that um, we wouldn't have had, like you said, without this, this pandemic happening. I just called to see what condition my condition was. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yes. and then I just called to say I love you. I just called to say I love you. Or I just called to see where the money is that you owe me. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the So this brings up a good point, what you've talked about with phone calls, because there's something happening right now that... Uh, what it is ain't so- exactly clear. <laughs> but it is interesting that it happens so suddenly. There is a thing now called Zoom fatigue, Zoom burnout, video conferencing fatigue. 
And there's several articles that have cropped up this week on on this very thing about all the screen time that we are uh, utilizing for work, uh, for school, for even like your yoga classes. You turn on the screen, cocktail parties, quarantini parties. People are saying, I've had enough. I cannot look at the screen anymore. I've had back-to-back meetings. I can't take it anymore. There's a really interesting um, uh, depletion that happens when you're not in an actual room having a meeting with people, when you're on a screen. It's so fascinating. And I'm feeling it because I've been teaching voiceover webinars for the past week and a half. Uh, two weeks actually, solid, pretty much every single night. Tonight's the first night I have a night off. And staring into that little teeny tiny camera hole and talking for two hours is very odd, very odd. Because people mostly stay on mute. You don't see their reactions unless you want to look at the cameras. And I don't want to look at the ca- I don't want to look at myself. I don't want to look at the- It's very distracting to me. And I am burnt out by it. it. So Zoom burnout's a real thing right now. And they're saying what you should do. So for, because I wanted to get on with you and Patty as soon, you know, eventually. But they're saying phone calls are so much better because you can you can walk around and you can do things and it's not a weird staring at each other on a screen thing to catch up. So that might be another reason phone calls are increasing now is people are like, I don't want to be on the screen anymore. I'm tired of it. Yeah. So I'm going to get liquored up and call you and Patty later today. How's that? Operator, well, could you help me place this call? You know, somebody else I've been spending way too much time talking to uh, is <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have too. And I just, she's been she's been pissing me off this week because she hasn't been working right. I think she's overworked too. What what have you been talking to her? Yeah. Oh, she just answered yeah, me. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Alexa? Alexa, tell me a joke. Do you know what it was like living in the Stone Age? It was really hard. Well, nuts. That was going to be my closing joke today. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. That's the problem. <laughs> so I um, I, I, uh, I asked her the other day. I saw a thing on the screen that says, fun fact of the day. I said, oh, good. Uh, yeah, she does throw that so stuff. T- tell me what's the fun fact. This was the fun fact. On this what? date, whatever that date was a few days ago, Gorbachev met Castro. And I thought... <laughs> What's fun about that? Why is that a fun fact? It's not well, fun. Honey, she she don't be, do be too hard on her. She might be running out of fun facts because you're probably not the only one who's asking for some entertainment from her. Yeah, so that's true. Do you know that you can play you can play um, games with her? Oh yeah. Here's what you should do if you get a chance. This is eerie. I am not kidding you. This is eerie. You need to play twenty questions with her. I am not kidding you. She will win more times than she will lose. And it is freaky. She's like a casino. Now, make sure you write down, to keep yourself honest, write down the thing or the whatever. Yeah. Just write it on a piece of paper. All right. And then ask her to play 20 questions. And you get a chance to answer yes or no. And she will guess the thing you have written on your page. It's weird. It's so weird. A lot of times I bail out on stuff. Like there's... 
a music game, for example, uh, identify this song. And I do okay, but then it's like new songs uh, with artists I've never heard of before. So yeah. I said, no, I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. and then the uh, the other one, we play Jeopardy. She, they have Jeopardy on. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of cool. fun. Uh, but, uh, no, they say, and, and Alex Trebek's voice is, is on there for part of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and But they kind of scold you if you haven't done well. You <laughs> you got two out, yeah. one out of six. Not good, you know. <laughs> As if they have to point that out. Makes me feel great. (laughs) Yeah. 90% of people got more correct than you did, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, we talked about uh, TV shows that people are binging now, and um, I guess one one of the most beloved shows that people are binging on actually had the finale uh La, uh, this week, yeah. which is Shit's Creek. So, and I, I, I just started it. I'm only on season one, but it is such a fun show. Well, it, it gets better. <laughs> and I, I, Eugene, oh, good, because the first season's pretty good. But yeah, I, I can't wait to, to really dive into that because I have nights where I'm watching Ozark and I'm watching Shit's Creek. Two very different personalities obviously and it all depends on my mood if i've had a rough day i can't take ozark it's so dark and but um, so good it's it's really really good but i i need (laughs) i can't it's breaking bad good which was also very it's breaking bad good yeah Yeah. it's breaking bad good but uh yeah so there's nights when i'm like yeah i can't take ozark so i'll just flip over to shit so it's a really nice balance that i'm at least trying to create for myself have you seen all this all the seasons of shit's creek yeah i just thought the finale which aired uh just recently yeah. They decided we're going to end this series, and you know, and people were, yeah. were upset. Why? You just hitting your stride for the first two or three seasons. Most people had not heard of it. It was on kind of yeah, an exactly. obscure network called Pop, and it's a oh, it's a Canadian okay. production. I didn't uh, realize for that. lots of reasons nobody knew much about it. But we we, we get Pop on our cable outlet, so yeah. we started watching it. And I was interested because of Eugene Levy. And Catherine ah. O'Hara were in it. And I thought, Love them. Well, they, they, it must be good because they're in this. Uh, and, yeah, and, and they've worked together for uh, a long time. Yeah. They are in a lot of movies together. One of the, my favorite movies that they're in um, is Best in Show. They yeah. are. They just play great characters in that. So they're, yeah. they're just national treasures. Well, the first time we met uh, was at this uh, big uh, uh, dance. You didn't want to dance. I, I was like dancing by myself. I did not want to dance because so get uh, up, get up, Jerry. I no, kept saying, no. You know, I can't dance. I can't. I've got two left feet. I got two left feet. <laughs> I, I thought he was kidding, but I wasn't. Um, I I was born uh, with two uh, left feet, and they had a uh, a nickname uh, for me. They used to call me Loopy uh, because you know I would walk in little loops. Uh, kept going in circles. And I love that it's Eugene Levy's son that's in the in it as well and co-producing with him. Yeah, well his son is actually the driving creative force he's behind fantastic. it. He, he writes the episodes for the most part. He's, uh, he's really uh, good. You shut up? You shut up. I need that bed. Why? Because I need it. Why? Because if someone were to break in here in the middle of the night wanting to murder us, they would attack this bed first. So I need this bed. So you're saying that you want me to get murdered first? In front of you? 
And then what would you do? Would you just run away and leave me to bleed out on the floor? Uh, sort of. That was the plan. Yeah. What, what's what's so lovely about the show? And I don't sound like too touchy feely about it, but it's it's that uh, the son is gay and he has a, a a boyfriend and they get married in the finale. Oh, don't blah la 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 la. I'm not there yet. Well, oh. you will be. It, I'm not giving anything away. But yeah, you what, are. What's Stop. lovely about it is okay. You want yeah okay. So uh, tell me when it's okay. Did you hear about Lincoln getting assassinated? Don't too be, soon. Don't too don't soon. be like that now. Well, okay. I didn't mean to spoil it, but what? But my point is that gay relationship. The theme comes up a lot in the show, and the whole town of Schitt's Creek. There's never a discussion about it. Everybody readily accepts it. Uh, it's just sweet. It's like it, yeah. it's not. A, it just doesn't put out there as we're going to try and teach everybody a lesson about yeah. this. They just don't go there in. Yeah. And they do teach a lesson because they don't go there. It's just, yeah. it makes you wish, boy, why can't every town be like that? It, it's yeah. really great. Yeah, it is. It's a good show. But it's very snarky, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and very funny. And people are Which always insulting each other. And, and that that's good. So it's got it's got some substance to it. Hey, um, one somebody, I know you, some, you, you, I love that you do the I'm sort sorry. of obituary. It's okay that you do the obituaries thing at the beginning of, of the of Yeah, the I'm sorry for episode. that, too. I'm sorry, so sorry that I was such a But here's something I'm surprised you didn't mention, somebody who just passed away recently. Yeah. That's... Huge in the news was oh, huge in the Woodrow news. Wilson. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's a woman, and she was Mrs. Wilson. Uh, <laughs> she played a pivotal part in um, the Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky oh, yeah, scandal. That's right. Um, Linda Tripp. Linda Tripp, who and she died at seventy years old, and I think it was. If I'm right, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was pancreatic cancer. Am I saying that right? And she just got diagnosed with it. And that that's some serious stuff right there, man. If she just got diagnosed in the last couple of weeks and she's gone. Yeah. That's kind of freaky. Well, it impresses you with the with the longevity that Alex Trebek is enjoying. No, because he's got that same thing and it's not. Yeah. It's not good. It's just not no it's kidding. the worst news you can get. What do you think's going to happen with that? I mean, has he ever had a guest host on there? I don't think he has. No. Haven't they just played reruns before? Yeah, I think that's right. And I don't, I don't know um, the status of that. I, but getting back to Linda Tripp, I saw a yeah. statement that came out from Monica. People who don't know, you can Google it. But Linda Tripp basically was a friend of Monica Lewinsky, and Monica confided to her that she was having a relationship with the president of the, of the United States, Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Linda uh, kind of outed her uh, publicly yeah. about it, and uh, she had entrusted her with her confidence. Monica did to Linda, and mm-hmm. and so and so she had every reason to uh, hate her for the rest of her life. But she made a yeah, made no a very kidding. gracious statement upon learning that Linda Tripp had died. I thought that that's pretty classy. Yeah, that's pretty classy. She did. She really did. So, yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting. That whole story is just really fascinating. If you get a chance to 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 watch any of the movies about about that whole period of time, and I, you know, uh, I don't know, Linda Tripp 
uh, people are saying, you know, she was a whistleblower and, 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 but I don't know what, what did she have to gain from that? I don't know what she was doing there. I just well, thought it was pretty terrible. I but. suppose in her mind, she thought that it was, I this know. is this is the truth, and people should know it. Yeah. The truth is not popular anymore, but uh, it was maybe <laughs> yeah. at the time. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. no kidding. other things I noticed um, that it was not good good week for women's lib because Britain's Daily Mail warned women that if you go brawless for weeks during this quarantine time <laughs> it's going to damage what they call Cooper's ligament and your breasts are going to sag permanently you can't cry cause you're laughing at me So what? Yeah. Well, mine are. Saggy boobs, saggy boobs. Yeah. That's the thing, too, is, you know. And quite literally, at least, uh, pants, the pants industry is seeing a <laughs> falling sales. I know. Because people aren't wearing them when they Pants video are conference. Optional. Yeah. Pants are optional now. They really aren't happening a whole lot in my house. They really aren't. <laughs> do, you, do Have you done some of your professional? Yes. You have? <laughs> oh, yeah. I look awesome halfway up from the... Do you let I people know a... that? Before we begin this voiceover, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm not wearing any pants or underpants. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I do I but I wear pajama bottoms and I yeah. have a really nice shirt and <clears throat> and jewelry and accoutrements from the halfway up point. But yeah, I think that's very funny that nobody's wearing pants anymore. <laughs> Here's like, another thing. You do you remember when they, and I can't rem- remember the history of this, but there were some uh, uh, some politicians who didn't like the idea that on driver's licenses and things like that they didn't want. Muslim women uh, to be appearing on a driver's license wearing a veil that does because that wouldn't identify them. Oh, properly. interesting! I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and now with everybody wearing masks in public, um, it conceals your identity. And uh, yep. and and so I mean, you could walk into a bank, for example, no, or whatever. No, you can't. And nobody would question it. Well, not into no, a bank. No, you can't. But I mean, a liquor store, whatever it is. And or a grocery store, yeah, and you yeah. and you're wearing a mask anyway, so nobody would pay much attention to you. And next thing you know, you just have to stick them up and put all your cash into this bag here. Yeah, I went to the store. I've only been to the store. I'm going about once every eight days, every nine days. And yesterday, almost everybody. Are you does wearing that, a mask when you go? Does that store have the word liquor in it that you're going to? <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
<laughs> is that bad? No, no. Okay. Is anybody delivering liquor? Yeah. You have to show your ID, though. So you can order, like through the grocery store, you can order all your stuff and get your stuff delivered. You can order wine and liquor, but you have to show you have to show okay. your driver's license. Well, we person. ordered, uh, I ordered wine from Costco a couple of weeks ago, and they would only let you get a certain amount. It's not, you can't get like a case of wine or something you like that. You can't hoard the wine. Yeah. I think that's smart. Yeah. I mean, that's smart on their part. That's bad for us, but yes. smart on their yeah, part. Yeah, bad for us. And you know what else is interesting that I looked up was, because um, I thought, I wonder how gas stations are doing right now, because there's just literally, you know, zero traffic out there. I mean, every once in a while a car goes by. But it's fascinating to just Google, for instance, if you Google Los Angeles traffic coronavirus, just that phrase, and then hit images, you'll see these amazing photos of the freeways, how they usually look and how they look now. Yeah. And gas prices have gone down. So the the pisser about that is gas is super affordable, but we don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need it. And I've that's had why a full it's tank. Of, yeah, I've had a full tank of gas for three weeks now. So. Uh, they're seeing clear skies in Los Angeles, Seattle, mm-hmm. Atlanta, yep. Chicago, places like that. Yeah. And um, China. Uh, like, it's astonishing to look at pictures of China right now, which is the most polluted place on the planet. Yeah. The canals in Venice are running clear ah, for the first time in really centuries. Yes, it's a, it's, that's true. It's astounding. And it does show you the ability of our planet to restore itself if you just mm-hmm. leave it alone. Whoa. Oh. Some people are saying, this is hopeful. People will see. Look look what happened. And let's just keep doing this. But most people say, no. There's been examples when we had our gas crisis in the 70s. People behaved for a while. But as soon as gas was plentiful again, everybody went right back to doing what what they do. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if people can see that that there really are more lives at stake because of global uh, warming climate change than there is even from this from they this won't. coronavirus if they can somehow understand that maybe we can maybe we can mount as effective a, a, a life change as we're doing right now but you're right It'd be nice I mean, but they won't but i think it's kind of interesting that to think of it in terms of that you know maybe the planet's smarter than we are maybe mother nature said all right you you jackasses if you're not going to take care of things i'm going to have to throw a coronavirus at you and show you how we can improve air air quality and water quality and there you go so maybe mother nature maybe this was her grand plan in in trying to get the planet fixed who knows i hope so i i, I really knows? do hope so mother earth is waiting for you yes she are you ready for yeah. the joke of the day oh i would love a joke of the day i don't have a hard. great one i wish i had a better one i really searched but uh, maybe i've uh, just raised the uh, standard too high but this well, one's okay i think, I think that you are safe with borderline jokes right now because we're all so down in the dumps that any little teeny tiny thing is probably going to make us laugh uproariously. Uproariously. So, do you know what I mean? I do. And I would love to tell just filthy jokes on this podcast, but that would <laughs> go against my grain. But my favorite jokes uh, are the filthiest jokes. 
but I can't tell I it. I know. I know. Well, you can, can't you do your own dirty joke challenge on yourself, or yeah. is it just not still wouldn't Let work? me tell you my favorite joke, and I'm just going to change one word in it, and you'll know what the word is. But it's funnier with using the real word, but I, I'll, I will take okay. the word out, okay? Uh, all right. I'm, I'm setting my joke book aside. I'm going to tell this joke because I love right. this joke. All right. Okay. So there was a very, very popular show on British television called What Is It? It was a, basically the game of 21, where you get 21 chances to guess the, the word or the phrase. And it just was wildly popular. And it was a, a major hit, got huge ratings. Everybody loved the show. It was appointment television for everybody in Britain, including, as it turns out, the Queen Mum. She mm. loved the show. Mm. She would watch it every night. One day, the producer of this television program what is it got a phone call and they said yes this is uh, buckingham palace calling uh would and and uh, he said and the fellow said uh, yes i'm i'm the uh, assistant to queen mom and i must tell you that she loves your program so much <laughs> and she would love to appear on your show and they go oh my god really oh of course yeah we'd love to have her so the point, the show would bring contestants out, sometimes famous, usually not, and then they would have to guess uh, the phrase or the word. So Queen Mum was invited, of course, eagerly, and so finally it came the day on live television that Queen Mum was the guest contestant on this show. And what was the name of the show again? What is it? Oh, what is it? Okay. What is it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Britain's favorite television program, What Is It? And the host says, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very thrilled tonight to bring uh, Her Majesty here to uh, appear on our show. She loves the show, we are told, and she is going to be tonight's contestant. Would you welcome, please, Queen Mom? And she comes out. And he said, oh, it's such an honor to have you here, ma'am. Oh, it's a great pleasure to be here. I love your program. I've heard that you love it. What do you like about it so much? Oh, it's just so mirthful. And it makes me laugh and it makes me learn things. And uh, it just is a wonderful statement about humans and the way we think. Uh, don't even get me started on why I like it. I just like it. I love it. Well, <laughs> Your Majesty, we love you too. Uh, you are so revered in this country. Uh, people around the world revere you. You're uh, such a wonderful, wonderful human, and so, so refined, and so, so articulate. And are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right, well, now you know how the program works. You will go into that soundproof booth over there. You'll, be, you'll have a set of earphones that you'll wear, and then we'll be playing music to you. And while you are there unable to hear anything else, we will tell our live audience, yes, it was performed in front of a crowd, ah. we will tell our live audience and the people watching at home what the secret word or phrase is 
that you will have to guess in 21 chances. All right, I'm ready to go. So she, they march her over to the soundproof booth. She's got a really annoying voice, by the way. Uh, well. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so she goes into the soundproof booth, and she puts her headphones on. And so okay. you, you can see her through. There's windows in the booth, so you can see her. And then, all right, she's in the booth now. And go ahead, Mr. Announcer Man, and tell us what the secret phrase is tonight. All right. The secret phrase is... A horse's <laughs> Wait a minute. Can I stop you there? Yes. I thought you were going to change the word to something that I would know what the word was, but it's not actually the word well, you want to use. Well, through the beauty of, uh, of uh, a censor's beep, I will change the word to oh, something Oh, got else. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I wanted you to hear the actual word since it's so outrageous. Okay, that's... So could you? Okay. I know it's it's disgusting. <laughs> so could you say the the secret phrase one one more time before we bring Her Majesty back out? Yes. <laughs> it's just awful. Okay, go ahead. It is a horse's. <laughs> All right, let's bring Her Majesty back out and see how she fares. Are you ready, Your Majesty, to begin the guessing game? Yes, I'm quite ready. All right. You, and so her job is to ask questions to, to try to elicit the answer. So he says, go ahead. Question number one, Your Majesty, what is it? Um, is it, um, is the, let me ask you this. Is it something edible? Um... <laughs> Yes, uh, I think uh, I think technically yes, it, it would be edible. So, so, so you're saying that it oh is. You're saying that it is something I could put in my mouth. Yes, uh, yes, I believe. Yes, Your Majesty, it's something you could put in your mouth. Is it a horse's? <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad that you worked blue on this episode. Isn't that, that the makes greatest me happy. joke of all time? Oh, oh that's so funny. You see, I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain. In the desert, you can't remember your name. Because there ain't no one for to give you no pain. for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. <laughs> <laughs>